Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about a variety of topics. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. So our episodes now come out on Wednesdays. And since our last episode, the NBA Finals and the whole NBA season has come to an end. Fucking finally. Like, I'm a baseball fan. And even I found this NBA season to take, like, I don't know how long. Felt like a whole year. The season's okay, but I think the playoffs made it feel, like, way more. Yeah. More than usual. I got a hot take. What's that? The first two rounds should be best of five. Hey, I'm <laughs> all in that. You got my vote. The first round used to be until, like, 2003 or four. People want more basketball, I guess? Yeah. <laughs> but the shit is they're taking, like, two to three days in between games. Right. Sometimes. Especially in the finals. Yeah. Like, I guess I understand if it's for the finals, but general playoffs, yeah, knock it down. Back-to-back days, take right. a day off, play two more. I mean, I know it is, like, pretty physical sport, but, man, when did playoffs start? 2014. <laughs> it feels that way. For real. I have gray hairs now. For sure, though, like April, right? I don't even know. Yeah. Two months of playoffs. That's crazy. Yeah. It's worse than March Madness. <laughs> and that has way more teams. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, no matter how long it was, the North got the W. For anyone who didn't watch it or didn't hear yet, the Golden State Warriors played the Toronto Raptors in the finals. The Warriors went down 3-1. to one. Then Kevin Durant came back in Game 5, injured himself, tore his... Achilles, then Warriors won Game 5, and then in Game 6, Clay Thompson of the Warriors also got injured, ended up tearing his ACL in the third quarter, and the Warriors almost won that game, but couldn't quite pull it out, so Toronto prevailed, and they were led by Kawhi Leonard, who's pretty much a superstar now to the world. And he had good support from his team, so. Shout out to Drake. Congrats to the Toronto Raptors. The six, one in six. It was meant to happen that way. <laughs> but yeah, congrats to Kawhi, Kyle Lowry, Ibaka, the whole team. Jeremy Lin, shout out. And with the Raptors winning, though, that means we took a fat L in our prediction. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had done a little teaser in the pizza episode at the end back in middle of May when the conference finals were about to start. And we thought it was going to be Bucks warriors We thought the Warriors would for sure win. But, I mean, to be fair, we didn't know at the time how severe Kevin Durant's injury would right. be. And, obviously, KD only playing 12 minutes in Game 4 of the finals was not enough for the Warriors. Yeah, I mean... That's going to be my excuse this whole episode, at least when it comes to my prediction. Like, we didn't know about KD. All right, so let's go through some pros and cons. Pro or con, first of all, just the Raptors winning the championship. The Raptors winning light pro. Don't give it a solid pro because it's not America. (laughs) A light pro because I like Kawhi. Like we mentioned in our predictions episode. We thought it would be Golden State winning, and I guess that breaks the pattern since NBA was super predictable like the last three or four years. So, shut me up. So, yeah, light pro. It was entertaining. I'm going to go with 
con. I'm not mad at the Raptors winning, but I found myself, the more it went on, just rooting for the Warriors. And I don't know if it was the injuries or everything that happened. Part of it, too, was just wanting to see the series go longer because they went down pretty early in the series. But I don't know. Again, on the heels of these injuries. I mean, let's get into that real quick. Mm. Pro or con, Kevin Durant, KD, deciding to play in Game 5, even with him having been out for a month with an injury that maybe they thought wasn't as serious as it turned out to be. I mean, for those who don't know, he tore his Achilles and he's out at least all of next season and... Who knows what kind of player he'll be after that. I don't know. I would con it because it's thinking really short term. And I get it. You only have so many chances where you make it to the finals. And who knows if this Warriors dynasty ends now after this. But I think if you're KD, you got to also think about your future too. And a lot of people bash players for thinking selfishly. But that's just what people in the media will do they'll create whatever storyline you got to think for yourself like what's best for you and so i would con him deciding to play and maybe even con the warriors letting him play depending on how much info they actually know yeah i mean it's hard to pro it give it a con as well but it's like a con that i'm not mad at it's like understandable you want to be there for your team i'm assuming he was cleared to play and i guess he trusts his medical staff to do that whether it was accurate info or not obviously a career changing injury right here but not all heroes wear capes even if he leaves golden state he has to be like loved by fans for even doing that and sacrificing his career almost to try to not even win the championship but just get him one game closer to winning respect to him but I mean, would you say that this is a pro in terms of how it impacts his legacy forever? Like, aside from however his actual play is after this, but just in Mm -hmm. terms of how people look at him forever, is he now solidified as, like, changing the narrative and stamping who he is? KD is known as the snake. Like, he's still somehow, like, the running joke of, like, oh, join the team that beat you. Right join that team you can't ever be and just become a champion with them and now this is kind of like look like i put all in the line to make this fan base happy and it's also like it's kd trey bro we know the dude with the burner twitter account right so we know that he really really cares yeah he goes all the way to make himself happy but also the fans happy it's like a balance between both he's trying to satisfy both worlds so yeah, I think it does help his legacy, at least on how people view him. A little bit more of a hero and less of like a coward that just wanted rings. Yeah, I would say I agree pro in terms of now people are going to look at him how he feels like he should be looked at. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well said. We should bring up within that Clay Thompson's injury, which happened in game six and was, to me, it felt more painful almost to watch because KD it almost felt like every single play where he got the ball anything could happen bad at any moment Mm -hmm. yeah you were like waiting for it the whole game yeah exactly only took 12 minutes but yeah (laughs) 
And with Clay, I mean, he had a small injury where he was out of game three of the finals, but it didn't seem anywhere near as serious a risk as KD. Then in the third quarter, Clay gets injured, and then he tears his ACL on that play. It was revealed later. And he also wanted to come back in that game. I mean, he came back even to hit two free throws to be eligible to come back in. And he was, like, telling Steve Kerr, like, yo, give me two minutes and I'll be back. And that's with a torn ACL. Clay also, to me, gets a pro for solidifying his legacy, too. Because not that he needed it in the same way as KD. Mm -hmm. Clay's always been likable. But Mm -hmm. this just puts him on another level. I think with both of them, it speaks to the Warriors literally being Warriors and trying to fight through anything that happened wow that was poetic (laughs) pro or con did the warriors need kd could they have done it just if clay hadn't gotten injured because they could have arguably won game six and then game seven would have happened they could have won that so pro or con them needing kd and pro or con clay i guess playing with all that it'd be dumb to say they didn't need him like dude is arguably the best player right now when he's fully healthy but i only go light because we've also seen the warriors win before kd and it was pretty much with clay and stuff they also had a way better draymond green back in the day but it was still possible so for sure a big pro on needing clay without him they were for sure not gonna win even if they won this game where he got injured in game six third quarter i don't know that they would have won game seven without KD or Clay. Going back to Toronto also. Yeah. I no. That was Kawhi's to win. Once Clay went down, it was a wrap. Even though they stayed pretty close that game. Let me give you a pro or con. Pro or con. Kawhi being the guy that stops Golden State and Curry. Instead of, you know, Jonas. I mean, in our previous episode where we teased it, we were talking about how Giannis is like the new face of the NBA and et cetera. Mm. But that's all changed. Kawhi is the new face of the NBA. And he's almost the man with no face. (laughs) I should say the new robot of the NBA. There you go. (laughs) Way more fitting. (laughs) Although he did show emotion after they won. He was half dancing over there. He laughed a little bit. He was smiling a lot. Yeah. There's like a funny video there, like right when the shot clock went off and he was like celebrating and then it was like, oh, and then he realized <laughs> right. he was showing emotion and then he got serious right away. It was yeah. weird, but yeah, it's a lot of funny shit going on with that. I mean, just even with that major pro of all the funny jokes and memes on Twitter throughout the whole finals with Kawhi, they were just filled with gold every day. And this was something that I found even connects back to our days playing local neighborhood basketball court Mm -hmm. because everyone would trash talk constantly and just be loud. And I would be playing there, just make a three in the face to win the game and just not say anything. (laughs) Or if they taunt you and you just don't say anything back, then they get even more upset because they're like used to everyone talking shit back to them. But if you don't say anything and you just score on them, they get even madder because they don't even know how to react. 
And I feel like Kawhi was kind of in that vein. Wow. You were a young Kawhi. <laughs> That's crazy. No, that is true. Not even just Kawhi. It felt like the whole team was like on some weird ice cold shit. Like, I don't right. care. Like, I've been here before, even though they hadn't. But yeah. it's like their personality. For sure, led by Kawhi. But yeah, I ended up working out for them. And now you can argue that he is like top three popular players, even though social media and other stuff wouldn't show that i don't even know if he has like an instagram he has like four tweets i don't think he has an instagram (laughs) yeah exactly but everyone knows him at least in the basketball world yeah it's pretty crazy for sure like a pretty unique case i don't know if you'll see that in other sports also i feel like when he got traded last offseason because this was his first season with the raptors it wasn't like oh they got him they're for sure gonna even be a top contender to make it to the finals let alone win the finals and it was also nick nurse's first year coaching so i mean major pro to the raptors for pulling this off in a year with a new team new coach everything yeah it was a complete like leap of faith for them i don't think anyone could assume that they were gonna be that good especially after Kawhi only played like five games last season or something like that but ended up working out so props to everybody also in terms of how them winning affects other past things Kawhi's game seven buzzer beater versus the 76ers in the semis now that becomes like even crazier and more important of a shot the first game seven buzzer beater in history and as we said led them to the championship so those just obviously add on to that yeah that's up there with like the jordan flu game shot could have been damian lillard's if they well that's what i was gonna say too because like if we were pro and conning lillard shot versus Kawhi shot earlier on you might have said pro lillard because it was a bit crazier Mm -hmm. but now there's no question that you pro Kawhi shot no yeah there was not just the skill the shot there was like a luck factor in there just with the amount of bounces it took where like Lillard's was dope and it was like from long range but it was a little cleaner and the celebration was what also made it like even funner and better but right yeah Kawhi's got him beat by a hair and I guess with that too I mean we talked about how the playoffs overall were too long putting that aside for a sec would you pro or con the playoffs overall? Just in terms of, I guess, entertainment or how the matchups went or certain teams advancing, all that stuff. Yeah, outside of time, I guess I'd still con the playoffs overall, though. It was still somewhat predictable for me. Like, outside of the championship, I don't think many of us had the Raptors winning it. Kind of made it not fun until Kawhi took over so yeah I'd give it a like con I'm gonna con it with two main points in mind one I actually did really like the finals at least the last few games Mm -hmm. they were really exciting but I'm gonna con it overall because there were too many injuries man I would have really liked to see the Warriors at full strength play the Raptors Mm -hmm. like sure it made for drama but not good drama you know 
I wanted to see KD healthy. I wanted to see Clay healthy. At the least, see Clay healthy and finish that game. Like mm. it was just too many, and it made it a little depressing. No, yeah, that's true. And just to jump on that, I do agree. Like they did win, but is like, is it really a solid win like that? You know. And also, hopefully by now we all know the Drake curse. If Drake is there wearing your team's jersey, just take the L. With the power of Kawhi, the Raptors broke that curse. But Drake wasn't in the building. <laughs> they didn't let the guy in the building for game six. So, But he didn't go to any of the away games. I'd need to see another Raptors championship <laughs> while Drake is in the building because, I don't know, that means the curse is still kind of there. Well, would you pro or con Drake getting a chip? Pro it. He said he wanted the chips with the dip, you know what I mean? <laughs> wanted the chips with the dip. Pretty funny video. Um, I'd pro it. Like, the dude's been with them since they were, like, an okay team. Like, or since he came up in the rap game, at least. Right. He is from Toronto. It's not like he's bandwagoning. He's always put on for Toronto. He's yeah. always been courtside at those games. He's taken his L's because the Raptors have been to the playoffs before, so... He suffered, literally just mentioned the Drake curse, so he's had to hear that, like, this right. whole time. And now he forever has proof that yeah. at least he can say it doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly, so, yeah, why not? And now it makes it even more entertaining if they go back. He's like the Toronto Spike Lee, so. Except better. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Hope you're not listening, Spike. But <laughs> I can agree. So, yeah, I'd, I'd pro Drake there. What about you? You yeah, like Drake I'd, on the sidelines? Yeah, I'd pro it. I think it just makes it fun. Adds a, another element to it, so. Shit's hilarious. Yeah. Like Drake walking out <laughs> and getting, like, post-game interviews like he's a player. That's <laughs> yeah. just funny. But, yeah. So in terms of the Raptors winning the championship, I have a question I think I already know your answer to. But pro or con more teams being added in canada <laughs> that was more teams added in canada boy if you don't <laughs> <laughs> i guess i'll shoot a question back to you what city did you have in mind if this were to happen montreal montreal's a baseball city <laughs> <laughs> it was i think one team is good up north you know <laughs> i feel like it's generous enough that <laughs> an american sport gives at least one team to an outside country on the special enough a canadian did invent basketball though that's a problem for him you know? <laughs> <laughs> so you con it yeah no i feel like there's cities in the u.s that need it more like you know bring Seattle. back the sonics yeah yeah or i don't know take a team away from texas <laughs> <laughs> what about you since you asked. I'm going to pro it. Wow. The Montreal Ice. Oh, my God. Kawhi goes there next year. Starts it off. He's already hot in Canada. He's thinking about going to a new team anyway. His contract is up. So just send him there. Start it off. Boom. Wait, but this is an expansion team? Or are you changing a team? Moving the Clippers from L.A. Wow. <sighs> All right, I pro that. <laughs> Shout out to my Clipper fans out there. I don't know if that's possible. 
because they made the playoffs this year, so they're yeah, not even no, that I'm just bad. Throwing out fantasy ideas. Yeah, that's a good team. That's a good one. I mean, where would you pro or con Kawhi going? Because he can either stay with the Raptors or go to another team now. I think he should stay with the Raptors. You bring the first chip ever in this franchise history, like you're the hero. Like that dude should get a statue when he retires somewhere <laughs> in Toronto next to like Drake's or something. Stay there. Like, you'll be loved. He seems like that humble guy. Like, he doesn't need much. Like, and the fan base already loves him in Canada and the U.S. So, I think it's just right if he would stay there. I'm going to pro him going to another team. Two things in mind. One, if he goes out now, he goes out on top. Otherwise, he might just let them down if they can't win a championship because he's set the bar so high in his first year he won. So... The only thing that could match it is to repeat. And then, two, I saw this tweet from Shea Serrano, shout out to the god, who said that if Kawhi goes to a third team and after a year or two wins a title there, then goes to a fourth team, and after a year or two he wins a title there too, does that make his legacy, the deadliest gun for hire ever, become the coolest legacy of all time? Which I think that would be pretty crazy to see. So I kind of want to see it. 10 out of 10 tweet right there. (laughs) It's possible, but wherever Kawhi is, he's going to have a tough time. The future for the Warriors. Pro or con that this was the official end of the dynasty. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's my best Kawhi impression. Um, (laughs) I think so. They can sign play again curry's there to stay draymond is not the player that he once was and he was part or major part of the dynasty iguodala's there but he's getting older and a little washed obviously kd won't be playing and we actually don't even know for sure if they're gonna sign clay we believe they are but and also who knows if he'll play next year at all yeah and they have cousins but cousins is also yeah who had an achilles injury we didn't even watched. talk about him the whole episode. Yeah, it's <laughs> looks like the end. I think they'll be making the playoffs and whatnot, but I don't know that they'll be like top one or two seed. They might come in somewhere in the middle of the pack, you know, like sixth, fifth seed. Unless they do some crazy signing, which is also possible, and bring in someone to help Curry and Clay. but I would put money that they're done. If they kept Curry, Clay, and Draymond, and then... Just brought in people around that, like new people, or even if it was just Steph and Clay, would you still consider that part of this run if they could rebuild and then continue? Or like what would end it for you officially, like the Splash Bros splitting up? Yeah, the Splash Bros. I feel like they could take away Draymond and I would still count it. Yeah. But as long as Clay and Curry are there, then yeah, I'd still counted as that dynasty i think curry and play at the moment i don't see going anywhere else even though i do think clay feels not necessarily with the warriors or the fans but with the league that he's not fully valued for as good as he is Mm. but i think even with the emotion and effort he showed in game six with the whole injury situation and everything It kind of solidified for me that I don't see him leaving there anytime soon. Mm -hmm. 
And I think the two of them are good enough where they could build a whole new group of guys around them. I still think they could have more runs left. They just need to kind of regroup and mix and match some new pieces. And I mean, now with the whole AD trade situation, which we'll get to in a second, it's going to be a lot harder for them to make the same ground in the playoffs and to the finals. Yeah, it's going to be tough for them. I don't know that we've mentioned it before or in prior episodes, but pro or con, the move of Golden State over the bridge to Mm -hmm. the beautiful, great, upcoming city of San Francisco (laughs) where things happen, you know. But it's a little controversial because, you know, Oakland, a little bit lower income, but it's being gentrified. Now they're crossing over to San Francisco, which is like the powerhouse of cities right now. And it's like... They're chasing the money and forgetting the true fans. Con, it's stupid. Oh, you're just going to move to San Francisco where rent is $50,000 a month? It sucks. I could see something similar happening with the Oakland Athletics baseball team. I hope it doesn't happen, but it's almost inevitable. Although they do have the Giants already there, but... Yeah, I don't know. They yeah. might just move to a whole another region. Yeah, I'm done with that. <laughs> I don't know where. I guess it depends, but... That's yeah. another uh, episode. But yeah, so Condat should have stayed in Oakland. Yay area. <laughs> Drake. With Katie's injury, he's going to be out for next year at the least. And Katie's current contract basically... He could sign somewhere else over the summer if he wanted, but he also has the option in his contract to stay another year with the Warriors. So we'll see. I mean, before he was probably going to go somewhere else, but now with the injury, who knows? If you're another team, whether it's the Knicks or whoever, would you personally sign him to the max deal? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wouldn't. Um, That Achilles injury is something we've seen before. No one's really ever come back from it looking strong. Like, I guess the baseball equivalent would be Tommy John, but it's crazy because in Tommy John, sometimes you come back better or throwing faster or whatever. That's not the case (laughs) with that injury. I don't think he's going to come back jumping higher or anything crazy like that. If anything, he'll be slower and not have that vertical. But is a subpar... KD, still mm. worth the max, though, per con. Like con? Because I guess you also have to see the talent that's available when he comes back in not next season, but the one after. If your team needs it and the money is there, the cap space is there, why not? But I guess I wouldn't plan around just bringing KD, you know? He wouldn't be my first or second option. And what about just this season overall? I mean, I guess... Some of the main things, like LeBron didn't make the playoffs for the first time in so long. LeBron hasn't missed the finals since 2011 and hasn't missed the playoffs since 2005. So Celtics were trash. Kyrie was trash. I don't even want to let you finish. Like <laughs> I'd con the season. Yeah. It was like an annoying season. The whole AD trade situation. The whole AD trade, it got messy, like. It got ugly with LeBron and the Lakers because 
now they feel like he doesn't want to play with them, which is nothing new with LeBron. We've heard that before in other teams he's been in. But it just makes, like, messy and, like, weird soap opera, like, messy reality TV show type of situations. Again, like, predictable. We knew who was going to make it to the playoffs, who wasn't. Knicks still suck. (laughs) They didn't get the draft pick that they deserved. I don't know if that they deserve any draft pick, but Porzingis is out getting in fights, allegations. I don't know. It was just super messy, and it's, like, weird because... It felt like half sport, half reality TV. Yeah, I mean, that's what is, the NBA is now. Yeah, it's like what they want is rating, is mentions on Twitter and news and articles. But it's just weird. It's like strange to see that happen. And literally like every day was something new. Still entertaining, but I'd con it. Yeah, I would con it. I didn't even have any interest in watching any of the regular season because... Right. First of all, like you said, the playoffs are super long. They're basically like a season in itself. Mm-hmm. So why even watch the regular season? It's almost like preseason at this point, you know? For real. So, yeah, it's like I have no interest in watching any of the 72 games when it's not going to even really matter mm-hmm. a whole lot. And I don't have a ride-or-die team in the NBA, so I don't have interest from that perspective and. Like I said, finals had some exciting games, but still the playoffs overall con with injuries and the whole season was just a mess. So con. So in terms of next season, which, as we know, the NBA is a year-round sport now. Already, after the finals ended, we got huge news. It was something that was rumored during the season. Mm Mm-hmm. Didn't happen, messed up a whole team because of it, arguably. AD, Anthony Davis, to the Los Angeles Lakers. Finally happened. (laughs) So, we know that AD is going to the Lakers, but we also got the info on who's going to New Orleans. So, from the Lakers, we have Lonzo Ball. Young superstar. Yes. With his dad, you know, they're both (laughs) going that way. It's a package deal. Yep. (laughs) Josh Hart, who's a point shooting guard. He could do both. Decent player. But they also have Brandon Ingram, who I really like. He's like one of my favorite players to watch, even though he's a little bit under the radar. Mm -hmm. They also get three draft picks in the years to come. That's including this year's fourth, which is crazy. During the regular season, when they couldn't get the deal done, Maybe this was just that final piece that they needed to make it happen. Yeah, for sure. Let's not forget, New Orleans also has that first pick. And we know who's going there. Yes, sir. Young Zion, the god. Who, on a quick side note, I think we can both say is our biggest pro in terms of what to look out for next year. Mm -hmm. Could agree with that. Basically, for those who don't know... Young Phenom from Duke University, who is basically said to be the most hyped-up prospect since LeBron. Yeah. I mean, from IQ to, like, his stature, physical, playing, like, he has everything. Like, yeah, future's there. Like, he just has to kill it this season, and he'll be an all-star in and, and everyone's radar for sure. And he could arguably instantly become the face of the NBA. Right away. 
Yeah, like he was already the face of college basketball this last year. So, with this tying back to the trade now, he was going to a team where they didn't even know what was going to happen with Anthony Davis, whether he was going to sit, whether he was going to be traded, what things were super up in the air. But now he has this amazing young core around him. And if I was him, I'd be pretty excited. No, yeah, it's a bunch of great young players. Maybe that's the only negative, that they're all young and don't have the experience Experience that someone like AD or, right. I don't know, LeBron. Or even like the Raptors who won, they had a bunch of people who had decent experience before. Right. So it's going to be fun basketball. Like, I'm sure there's going to be highlights like daily, but right. they're going to lose their shared games or yeah. not have the best chemistry to start off, but they have the potential to get up there within a year or two. Yeah, I mean, they could become one of the top teams of the 2020s. So, I mean, I would pro the trade for the Pelicans. Yeah, I almost want to give the edge to New Orleans on this one, like slightly over the Lakers. Like, yeah, you got AD, top three players, in my opinion, in the league right now, but it's only for one year. Then you're going to have to max his salary, get other players, and still a little bit messy over for the Lakers, but New Orleans has like a bright future ahead of them, just to put it that way. So even if the Pelicans have the edge, would you still say it's a fair trade overall? Would you pro that? Oh, hell yeah. It's fair for New Orleans because... In the next, like, say, two to five years, they have a bright future, but the Lakers could be in the finals next year. So right. that's a win for them. Like, that's all that matters. Yeah, I agree. I think it's maybe the most even trade we've seen in a long time. In a while, yeah. You almost expect these things to be uneven in some way, but it's a big pro for, I think, the state of the NBA that teams can make such a evenly matched trade. Yeah, you don't see this happening often in baseball, and for sure not football. So yeah. it's a special one. Were you surprised? I mean, like you said, it was rumored it was almost going to happen. Yeah. Like, it was super close, supposedly, but it didn't. It finally happened during the off season. So it's not surprising just because we were kind of waiting and anticipating it. But I guess it was surprising that it happened so fast after the season was yeah. over. Like not even to the next week champions Kawhi, yeah <laughs> trade right away like everyone's over it like fuck it another country won the chip so let's bring the conversation back to the u.s i don't know and it's also probably going to be the biggest trade the whole off season you know yeah like i don't think anything could top it it's like almost off-putting since you know basketball's a year-round sport like you said but anything that happens from here till the season starting it's like the best part already happened, you know? Right. It's like watch a movie and the best part's the first two minutes or something. I mean, we still got the draft coming up on Thursday, the 20th, and the aftermath could be in the coming months. It's not going to necessarily happen right away, although we probably will see some trades happen during the draft, after the draft. That's the next big thing to keep an eye out for. And I mean... The Lakers also pro. They did keep Kyle Kuzma, who's a fan favorite. So that's definitely something that worked out on their side in terms of the final deal. It's good for them, but they still need like one more person. Let's hope. Yeah. 
they can get someone. Kemba Walker, we'll see. That'd be crazy. Do you think there's any possibility that this changes Kyrie Irving's plans at all? Like, it was heavily rumored he's looking at the Brooklyn Nets, even signed with Rock Nation. Do you think there's any chance he goes to the Lakers? And would that be a pro or con for you? Major con. <laughs> Stay the fuck away out of LA. <laughs> no, I don't know. It'd be lame. Like, Yeah. It's like going in reverse. Like, you already played with LeBron. Yeah. It's like that chick that's, like, going back to <laughs> her boyfriend after, like, a crazy bad breakup or some shit. Like, oh, no, he loves me now. Like, he's changed. <laughs> it's like, no. Shit will still be the same. Like, just stay away. And he also was like, I need to do it on my own. What does that say about him if he just goes crawling back? So I'm going to con it also. Start a new life somewhere else, young lady. And Brooklyn, pro or con? I'd pro it at least way more than going to the Lakers. Mm -hmm. I'm open to seeing him anywhere else. Like, I don't mind. But, yeah, Brooklyn over LA for Kyrie for sure. Yeah, I mean, D'Angelo Russell had a great season with the Nets and... He would definitely be out the door if Kyrie came. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I think he proved his worth. Let him go cook somewhere else, you know. He deserves another team, so. What if D'Angelo Russell goes back to LA? Nah. Is shit. anyone saying that? <laughs> I haven't heard anyone, but. Uh... Here you go, Kev with the hot takes. <laughs> so that wraps it up for this episode of Pros and Cons, which is part of Cesspool Network. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. And we'll be back next Wednesday. Peace. Peace.